On today's episode, we are joined by Made in Chelsea star Tristan Phipps. On the episode, we talk about his love for safari and setting up his own safari company, as well as all his travel experiences. Hello. How are you? Hey, I'm good, thank you, Emma. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. I'm so glad we finally found a date to make work. So thank you for coming on. (laughs) No, thank you so much for having me, honestly. Now, you are a traveller. So where has been your favourite place to travel? Gosh, that is so... Do you know what? The thing I've found about travelling is the more places you visit, the the bigger the world gets and the more excited you get about travelling. But my one... To be honest, Botswana for me has been my happiest travel experiences overlanding there um staying in the Okavango delta in the nice lodges as well kind of the the vibe of the country the vibe of the people um the beauty of the wildlife um it kind of has everything for me that i that I i've never about. been i need to add this onto my bucket list oh absolutely it's insane honestly it's, really? um, it's a beautiful country the, the people are amazing they make you feel so welcome the culture is amazing. Um, but that being said, there are also so many other places that are up there. But yeah, Botswana would be number one, I think. So have you been there a few times? I have, yeah. I um, I did a big old, um, I organised a really massive overlanding trip a couple of years ago where we kind of started um, in Cape Town, made our way up to uh, the border of Angola through Namibia and then into Caprivi and into Botswana. So we spent a lot of time out of Maun um, and in the Delta area and then explored kind of the... Um, the flays below the delta um and it, all those amazing areas so yeah I've, I've, I've kind of done it in a few different ways yeah um, and it's always been an amazing experience that is brilliant so what do you enjoy the most about traveling that's a really hard question because there's so many great aspects <laughs> uh, yeah it's a tough one I think for me I my priority in life is well what I value most in life is experience experiences and so for me I'm always looking for a new destination a new experience and obviously when you travel when you discover a new part of the world or a new culture or a kind of something that inspires you that is my favorite thing it's, it's about kind of seeing as much of the world as possible and and connecting with it um, yeah well I think yeah. you're right there though because I, I mean I personally never went to university I took a gap year and then it ended up just being an extended gap year of just going traveling and I just couldn't stop and I think like you said it's experiencing different cultures I think you learn so much more by just going out to different countries and just seeing and meeting different people. Absolutely. I think the whole university of life thing is, is probably exactly. is a nice thing. I, I briefly tried university. Um, <laughs> I was very lucky to have traveled a lot when I was younger. And I, I tried university, to be honest, I felt quite claustrophobic. Um, and I was at a stage in my life where I just wanted to experience more. And I felt like there was so much more out there. Um, Definitely. And yeah, it, that, that was, once you get the bug, you can't really stop. Exactly. Yeah. And I think as well with the past couple of years with everything being on hold, I was so gutted because every time I'm on a plane, I'll then be writing on my notes to see where I'm going to go next and be like, right, okay, next year, I'm going to go to these different places. And everything kind of just went on pause. Mm. So it was then, okay, well, as soon as we can go traveling, let's just go. Have you been able to go away much since it's kind of all calmed down? I I haven't really, to be honest. I was very lucky enough to have I snuck off to um, Saint Lucia oh, last lovely. year for New Year's. Yeah, there was that gap just between yeah. the lockdowns, and I managed to get out there, and, and that was the first time I've been there. And it's absolutely stunning. Um, but I haven't managed to get away since we've kind of come out the the last lockdowns. Um, but there's yeah. a lot in the pipeline, a lot of places. No, that I'll be, um, visiting soon. 
I think I kind of missed the gap where I should have gone to somewhere and then had the lockdown out there, like on a beach. That would have been so much nicer. Hindsight is a beautiful thing, right? Exactly. So for people that don't know, you were born in South Africa. Yeah, correct. And you grew, did, how long did you grow up there for? So I was born, born in South Africa um, and my family moved back to the UK when I was about two years old. Okay. Um, but when I was 18... 90 just turned 19 I moved back to SA and that's when I did my biggest stint there so I'm lucky enough to have dual nationality half South African um and when I went back there I became a trails guide and was out there for about six years or so and that's brilliant what got you into doing that type of thing um so my to be honest probably my grandfather was my biggest inspiration um on my father's side he grew up in Nigeria and was a massive wildlife fanatic and from a young age you know even the UK we'd go on adventures and we'd go exploring and um, he'd teach me all about the flora and fauna in Africa and my dream was always to go out there and obviously when I was as soon as I was old enough we'd go on family trips out there and I started going on safaris and start connecting with that part of the world I just found it to be um, totally different from the life that we live in the UK I feel like the connection to nature the appreciation for the present moment out there um, just the the beauty and the simplicity and kind of being on that level playing field with nature. It's almost as if, you know, so many thousands of years ago, we existed in an ecosystem and we were part of that system. And I think for me, the closest I've found to that is, has been that immersive experience in the bush, just because yeah. you're completely disconnected from all these ex- external influences and you can just enjoy being in a beautiful place. Yeah. So when you go out there, were you stay where were you staying were you staying in the bush were you camping or did you have like a lodge that you would kind of reside in and then go out and about so um I I, when I initially moved out I um I joined uh well I I did my night my nature field guide training which um is uh, a 55 day course initially and that was my first immersive experience in the bush so you're living completely off grid no running water no electricity um living in tents and you're learning um, kind of the survival skills, the bush skills, but also there's a lot of um, academic work you do. So you study a whole load of modules from, you know, plants to astronomy to animal taxonomy, all these things mm-hmm. you cover. Um, and that was completely immersive. So we were based out of a, a small camp then. And then when I moved to the lodge I worked in, we had a main camp, but I used to run trails from a smaller fly camp. And then we also had the option for doing what we call slack pack trails is where you, you spend four or five days sleeping out in the bush. You carry all your equipment, you collect your water, you carry your food and you're completely off grid with just a radio for emergencies. Um, and that was the most humbling experience for me. So that was my favorite moment. And then I had my um, camp digs, if you like, the staff um, village where we lived. But that was, again, was completely unfenced right in the middle of the bush. Um, you know, elephants on your porch in the morning and lions coming through wow. the night and all sorts of amazing yeah. experiences. But yeah, completely. Do you have any immersed. scary moments with the animals? <laughs> I mean, yeah, there, there's, there was a lot. There's, when you're in their back garden, you know, there, there's no boundaries yeah. from their side, to be honest. So, you know, all sorts of stories from waking up with um, snakes in my, in my loo to being charged by <laughs> buffaloes elephants lions I've got yeah in a lioness and her cubs with um with actually my family my uncle and my auntie came out to visit which was quite a hairy moment um, <laughs> but what a life experience <laughs> yeah honestly a, a massive I'd say character building but also it's a beautiful thing because it's inspired me to kind of 
the direction I want to go the rest of my life has been based off those moments mm -hmm. and I kind of realigned all my priorities you know I was probably a typical London lad kind of growing grew up in London um, I loved my friends and my family but also loved the city life but then as soon as I connected with nature in that in that front and in that in that moment it was completely different for me and that was um kind of almost the beginning of the journey which I want to go through going yeah forward. definitely so do you think you'd go back and do something similar again absolutely um I love the camp life I love working as a guide really hard work um <laughs> it's also that work-life balance I found difficult so you're disconnected from your family for long periods of time so eight weeks were the cycles and you'd have two weeks off and obviously I was living overseas but what I'm doing now is um I'm actually launching my own safari um, sorry, Amazing. African Adventures Company, starting from April next year. So I'm currently host uh, building and and lining up all these amazing itineraries for people to be able to come out and go on these trips with me to rural and remote parts of Africa on these adventures, so they can kind of experience what I experienced, and that that's my main great. focus. So as as of next year, I'll be on the ground there a lot. That's so exciting! I bet you can't wait. And I think when you find something that you're so passionate about, it just makes everything so much stronger in terms of feeling motivated to do the work and wanting to just get started absolutely I feel like it's you know if you love it it's not work and it's that that reason to get up in the morning and if, and if that's your career and your job and um, thing you're focusing on it, it's easy you know yeah um, definitely that's really exciting oh I'll have to keep an eye out for that I've never done yeah, it so, do. so well <laughs> come on over Let's yeah definitely so did you go and do a lot of traveling when you were younger with your family Yes, I was very lucky and fortunate to kind of to have grown up with my mum who who loved travel um, and she traveled a lot and she, you know, she worked in hospitality. So we'd be traveling all the time, uh, sometimes to visit the hotels she used to run overseas. And then on family holidays, we'd kind of we'd go and get some really amazing life experiences in some remote places. I was very lucky. And also my father, my father's side, um, they love adventures. So we were kind of always jumping around exploring the world and that really was a very lucky thing for me to have um, been able to do but uh, I think was so yeah the driving force behind everything yeah well I I mean I was the same with I was quite fortunate that I was able to go and do a lot of traveling with my family I think that's what really kind of got me wanting to go and meet different people because I remember when I was younger my family would have friends in New Zealand or Australia and now I think there's nothing more special than having people in different countries even if you don't speak to people all the time you can if you're over that way just message them and say hey I'm around the corner do you want to meet up and you may not have spoken to them for ages but then you see them and it's like no time has gone your international community yeah I completely agree I almost feel like I've got a second family in South Africa from all the people I you know worked with and all my friends out there and the people I met there and they're just it's just so special to be able to reconnect with them whenever you can definitely um, I actually can't wait to get back out there and see them all I know we should stop talking about it because otherwise you'll be booking the next flight out of here <laughs> wanderlust is real honestly yeah, so obviously the other side of the podcast is talking about mental health. And for me, I've always found that there's such a big connection with um, mental health and traveling. For me, it's always a nice place to reset. Whenever I go away, I'm always feeling a lot more better when I come back. I can sometimes go traveling when I'm having a bit of a stressful situation. It always helps me mentally. Do you ever find that you have that connection when you do something abroad? Absolutely. Absolutely. For me... Um that has been my solace kind of get, getting out there there's been many occasions in my life when I've been a bit burnt out and a bit stressed mm -hmm. and um 
you know, I've disappeared off to my happy place, which um, is usually South Africa, to be honest. But I feel like it really grounds you. It kind of, as I, you know, we mentioned earlier, the external influences, the the 24-hour rat race that we kind of, we get sucked into living in the mm-hmm. UK or in our home and work lives, allowing yourself to have that moment to take a breath, to reset, to enjoy the present, to be in nature as well, I find to be a massive um, thing to do with, you know, positive mental health. Um, I think that's invaluable. And I think people need to remember that they, as much effort as they put into their work and, and the stress that comes with it, they need to put into giving their, themselves the energy back. Yeah, definitely. And I find travel to be a great way to do it. Yeah, but it's like you said, being outdoors. And I think as well, during the past couple of years, I say couple of years, I'm losing track of how long the pandemic has gone on for. (laughs) Um, But I think when there was the lockdowns, we weren't able to necessarily go outside all the time and be able to have communication with people. And that was really hard hitting. I think for a lot of people, it's taken a real hit on our mental health of not being able to necessarily have gone out and we, we lost that control. So I think being outdoors, even, I mean, thankfully now restrictions have eased, so we're able to have that flexibility and especially yeah. being able to get on a plane now, it's so important. And I think we can really see that connection now between being outdoors and being stuck inside. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think even with, with the lockdown as well, you know, obviously it kind of forced people to stand still for a moment and I think that obviously is, is very difficult because you know I feel like in life being static is a stressful position to be in um but even when the, you know the, the lockdowns ease in the UK and you could go for your one daily walk I think people suddenly realize how valuable that was for them um and I think so many people connected with nature in a way that possibly they wouldn't have had the opportunity to do if we'd been continuing this this um keep saying the words rat race but I feel like that's how it is you know you're constantly 24-7 connected on the go and having that pause and being able to find something that um, isn't necessarily you know nights out or socializing in large groups that allow people to connect with nature and I think I, I hope that people will continue and carry that on because yeah a lot of people I spoke to found that really helpful and you know even I believe the NHS are actually prescribing um, sessions in the London Wetland Centre as they've seen kind of the cortisol levels of stress and everything in your body decreases when you spend time in nature. Um, and that's amazing. And I think it's something that people shouldn't forget and should really focus on. Definitely. And it's also that connection with vitamin D. When you're in the sunshine, you feel refreshed. And I actually saw that, again, the NHS say that they think actually everyone should be prescribed vitamin D because actually we need it and we don't get enough of it here. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> absolutely not so I but I can definitely see that link of whenever I'm in the sunshine or even if it's a sunnier day back here I'm feeling so much happier because it's out and I just feel like it's going to be a better day (laughs) yeah I think it's like energy levels as well you know it sounds well it sounds kind of ridiculous but I love walking on grass barefoot because I feel like that connection is something that we don't really get often these days you know we live in concrete cities and everything we have is kind of man-made and I feel like being immersed into those environments and feeling that the natural cycle kind of coming back to you is it is grounding and it, it does reset your mental state I feel if you commit yeah, to it exactly. I, to be honest when I when I went out to SA the first time I'd been working 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 you know school university stresses all this kind of stuff um, all these life stresses that people live with every single day and I got out to the bush 
and I was completely immersed in a different world. And, you know, the first week or so, you, you feel quite stressed with it. You want to be moving. And then the second week, suddenly it hits you and you go, oh, my God. And you just stop. And it's almost like your, your energy completely changes. And then, you know, the third week is a whole different story. You're thinking clearly. You're mm-hmm. having really intellectual and, and emotionally connecting conversations with people. You're focused. You're happier. And that's obviously an extreme. But I think if people were to daily focus on that and you know have a half an hour walk outside in a park in a green place or spend time sitting in nature and meditating or whatever incrementally that would make a massive difference to your emotional state definitely and I think as well it's all about stripping back to looking at main priorities and that was something the lockdown kind of gave us in a positive way of looking looking at relationships looking at friendships and thinking okay brilliant who who's important to me and who's going to be there for me and I think you get that with traveling as well that you can go and you can see other people's cultures and see what's important to them and then you can come back and think actually I don't need to be looking at my phone all the time I actually should be having a conversation with people like we should be and having human interactions absolutely and you know even stuff like in the UK, I feel very, very materialistically focused. And mm-hmm. if, if you live in an environment where you are connected with nature, you know, you don't need to buy your happiness. You need to go out and be part of it. And definitely. I think that, that mental shift is, is quite an important one for people to try and take. Yeah, definitely. So the fun question, where is on your bucket list? Oh, that's a big, it's a big bucket list. We um, can have a few different destinations. We don't mind. <laughs> okay. So I've, I've wanted to go to French Polynesia for a long time now. I've really wanted to, ex- to explore that part of the world. I've never really been down there. Um, that being said, I also have this dream of um, traveling up the Zambezi River, wow, um, which yeah. I've, I've not really been to, to, to that part of Africa before. Um, and I'd love to go to Japan as well. Never been yeah. to Japan. Yeah. Very, very much up there. I've only heard good things about all those destinations. So are you more of a city person or are you more rural countryside? Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> contrasting to the life I live at the moment and what I do <laughs> for work, um, I am the happiest when I'm, for me, I'm the happiest when I'm in a place where there's absolutely no sign of human activity. <laughs> like, yeah. If I'm in nature and I see a, a discarded bottle or something, I get quite frustrated. I'm like, why can't there just be one place where there's no human footprint yeah um, so absolutely when I travel when I get out there and go to the world I, I like to steer away from the honeypot destinations or the I love I love foreign cities and I love exploring the culture there it's amazing but you know after a few days I now want to go and see the nature of these areas yeah so it'd be a lot of rural Japan see Tokyo yeah. for like a day and then yeah. okay tick then disappear into the yeah, yeah definitely I'm the same it's always good to experience the cities and the hustle bustle but it can be a bit too much for me after a day. I'm like, lovely. Absolutely. See yeah. now. A holiday for me is to kind of switch off and relax and, and, you know, I don't particularly get that in the city, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. And are there any particular things that you would love to do when you've been traveling? Have you done the typical skydiving? Have you done zip lines? Is there any particular activity that you would love to do that you've never done? I actually haven't, I haven't skydived. <laughs> haven't skydived before um i have i've done bungee jumps i've all done all the zip lines all that kind of stuff but yeah i haven't um been skydiving before and that is very much up there yeah. i mean there's a lot to be honest there's a lot of stuff i'd love to do i'd love to go and surf big waves 
in Hawaii or I'd love yeah. to go and, you know, trek through the jungles and the Amazon, that kind of stuff. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of lot of activities. Um, I think just, just doing them when you have the opportunity. Yeah, but yeah I skydiving think definitely just do a massive way. list. I'm a massive believer in doing a list of life activities that you want to do. And then once they're done, you'll feel so good and you'll be like yeah okay what am I going to do next absolutely yeah a friend of mine once said actually life begins at the end of your comfort zone oh yeah um, that's a good line wise man um (laughs) so I think those kind of activities they really do push you to definitely progress you know and also change and and stress is a catalyst for growth so if you do these things out of your comfort zone you know next thing you know you feel like you can take on the world so mentally it's also a good thing as well as a life experience yeah, no, that's brilliant. Well, it's been so lovely speaking to you. Thank you so much, Tristan. Absolute um, pleasure, Emma. And also, if people do want to know about your safaris, is the best place to just go to your Instagram, social media, and just keep an eye out there? Absolutely. So I've got a, a mailing list at the moment on my Instagram, um, and we are currently building our database for people who might be interested. Um, we're taking on a lot of suggestions, and there's a form people can fill out there. And then in the coming weeks, um, there'll be a website and we're looking to launch and go live with trips um, by the end of November. Exciting, so not long. <laughs> anyone who wants to come on an adventure, please yeah, definitely keep your eyes on the prize. Yeah, very for sure. I will definitely be heading to that sign up list. Don't forget to subscribe to the Travel Minded Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Travel Minded the Podcast. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Justice Abroad. Justice Abroad was founded in 2019 and is led by myself, Michael Polak, a trained barrister and expert in international law and assistance. Justice Abroad operates to ensure that people who travel overseas for work or pleasure can be confident that if anything goes wrong, there'll be someone ready to help them. We are seeing an increasing number of cases across the world where people find themselves in trouble and we've been asked to assist. Justice Abroad has a team of top investigators, lawyers around the world and support staff available to provide unparalleled support. Many people when travelling have an attitude of, it'll never happen to me, and then when something does go wrong, they feel helpless with nowhere to turn. Anyone travelling for any purpose should be aware of the issues that could arise and be prepared to get in touch with us should something go wrong. We currently have cases in Greece, China, Thailand, Somalia, Myanmar, Cyprus, Spain, Vietnam, and many other countries around the globe. The increased number of cases which are coming to us proves how frequently travellers can find themselves in trouble, often as a victim of crime or accused of offences they did not commit. Usually, travel insurance will not cover you for assistance and advice with legal problems overseas, and even where they do, the assistance can prove ineffectual and not practical. At Justice Abroad, we have an extremely hands-on approach that allows our clients to feel assured that we will deal with every aspect of their situation and ensure they have the best possible outcome. We're just as abroad and we're here when you need us. Thank you.